0: shows me something exciting as we talk about kingdom leaders. You can be fruitful and have a dynamic ministry that touches thousands and thousands of lives and yet still go deep and still be healed and still be whole and still be vibrant and still be alive. Hi, welcome to the Gary Wilkinson Podcast. Glad you're here with us today. I'm in the studio with Dr. Mark Mayfield and my good friend, Matthew Ward. Welcome, guys. Glad you're here with us today.
1: So I'm excited about this last topic because I think it's important for us as leaders to reflect on our own health. Sure. Um, And... Uh, not that it was a bait and switch, but uh, you know, leaders are probably going. So hang in with us if you've listened to the first two. Stay with us on this one because yeah. uh, this is hard. It's vulnerable. I think we were talking off off Mike that you know my my counselor is like forty five miles away. I don't, <laughs> don't want anybody you know, but it's almost far, <laughs> almost enough. <laughs> far enough. But it's hard. It's hard to uh, be vulnerable. I wrote an article for Outreach Magazine uh, on uh, lonely at the top question mm. mark. Mm. And I think sometimes we use that as a cop out—that you know we're CEO of a company, we're the senior pastor, we're whatever a mission organization, you know—and we we kind of just cop out of I don't have anybody to talk to, like you know, nobody trusts. Right. Or you think you shouldn't have these or, issues. Or you think you should, yeah. Or right. you think you shouldn't have these issues, and now we uh, we ignore, we breeze through, or we placate, or we justify these struggles. So my question for the two of you, and I'll answer this as well, um, what barriers do you think pastors and leaders face when it comes to caring for their own mental, emotional, and spiritual health?
2: Uh, well, I think, you know, um, you, you touched on on the fact that, you know, you're, you're seeing somebody and they're out of town, mm-hmm. right? I think that the issue, a lot of times, like you were saying, somebody in leadership, like a pastor, uh, who's over However many people, 100 people, 1,000 people, whatever it happens to be. And in their minds, people look up to them and they need to have their stuff together mm-hmm. because they're the leaders, right? right. So there's automatically that uh, that thing of, well, I can't – they don't feel safe to go to somebody mm-hmm. and say, hey, man, I'm struggling with mm-hmm. this, man. Who do they talk to? Because they are at the top, mm-hmm. right? And if they go to someone, in their minds, they're, uh, are they thinking – that person is going to think less of me because I have these issues, and I shouldn't, because God's placed me in this position of right. leadership. Right, and I think those things are are real, and I think that's what keeps pastors from really diving into their frailties, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because they they are having things put on them, and they are putting things on themselves that would that would say I should be above all of this. Right, because I am in a position of leadership.
1: I should have these things. Figured I should out. have
2: all this stuff figured out and mm, have yeah. it together, so they they don't feel they don't have the comfortable place to to sort of let their hair down and go, you know, blah, you know, because they they they're, they're going to
0: get bit. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. sheep do bite. By the way, <laughs> yes, they yeah. do. Yeah. If you're um, if you're an unhealed pastor, you've got stuff you've never dealt with. You're, there's brokenness. There's wounds inside your heart. Um. If it's undealt with, it's it's going to show itself somewhere or another, um, and so you know, ha- having some safe place to go to to get healed yourself first. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that, part of that sense of being wounded, hurt. There's something I think unique. I could be wrong because you know, I've not been in the music industry or in the therapeutic world, but so maybe it's the same. And you can let me know. But certainly in the pastoral world, you're on a stage regularly. You're getting a lot of applause and pats on the back for a great sermon, or you know, not always, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, wounded heart, uh, outside affirmation, mm-hmm. um, it becomes uh, like an idol. Like, mm-hmm. I have to have that. So, to be vulnerable is like, no, that's too risky. I might lose my audience. I might right. lose the appreciation. I might lose. So, that idol becomes so strong. That Mm. your soul care becomes so weak, you don't you don't actually risk Mm. doing that. So
1: it's a good word is risk. Yeah, Mm.
0: Mm. that's good.
1: I think it's it's the Christian celebrityism plays a lot into that. You know, we've talked about that. You know, offline, both of us. I think both both of us have of you know that you're right that we on stage and so we get some accolades we're in a concert we get some accolades yeah. you know we have records we have books we have all these things and uh, people raise us to a level that we never asked for um you know and i think a lot of pastors feel that especially yeah. if they're in a church that are bigger than three or four hundred right. right you know it's they're they're not the ones that are you know pastors of churches that are less than three or four hundred are. You know, they're the ones going to the rest homes and the you know the hospitals, and you know exactly. they're doing they're doing everything. And so there's that that humanity amongst them. But when you're put up on this pedestal, I think there becomes that narrative of shoulds. You know, I can't be struggling, or if I am struggling, I can't share that. Why would yeah. you know that's going to knock? It's a sign off. of weakness. It's going to knock me off the pedestal, or it's a sign of weakness, or a, mm. um, and the, yeah, good.
0: Well, just the, the lack of personal care you know, you alluded to the fact that maybe that's the last thing a pastor wants to come to a conference to hear about. Right. Help me grow my church. Help me reach my city. Help me figure out how to get a better strategy. Uh, but how to help me be a, a man of God, mm. you know, sometimes that is not as a high a priority for some. It's so tragic. It's so, because mm-hmm. it leaves us in our brokenness. It leaves, mm-hmm. it leaves us in our wounds. And then it leaves us, leaves us in a place where we can't be real. We can't be ourselves. We can't be vulnerable. And we always, we're always uh, having a Guard around us, protection. So nobody really knows us, right. and therefore nobody lets us know them because it's that's always reciprocal.
1: Well, I'm going to turn this on to the two of you because I've known you both for about three or four months. Um, you know, in different venues, and every, you know, with both of you, you know, what you see is what you get. I've experienced you in different scenarios. You know, at dinners and you know, in your homes and that kind. Of, you know, and so you you both are very genuine. You both are very Thank like, What you see is what you. Get. So how have you? combated that? How have you stayed true to who you are, who God has designed you to be as a musician, right. as a pastor, where you could be thrust into these, you know, I mean, if we just sat down and made a list of everybody that you guys know and have met, it would, you know, uh, that people, oh, people man. know, right? Yeah, oh yeah. You yeah. know, you could easily get a big head and, yeah. you know, like, so how have you guys in some ways maintained what we're talking about, this right view of self and, and the desire to be vulnerable and to be humble and to be, right. how is that, how have you maintained that?
2: Well, I think for me, um, you know, we were talking before about, you know, that I'm an introvert, absolute introvert. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hilarious that God raised up three people, me and my two sisters, I'm the youngest of nine kids, but three of us sang together uh, to go out and minister to people through song and through the spoken word, when we're all basically introverts.
1: Give me a book and put me in the front of a fire no, right. away from people. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, I, I'm that guy that goes to a party and there's thirty people there, and I have friends that go meet everybody. He's So, uh, what do yeah. your kids do? Yeah, I'm not that guy. I'll hang out with the two guys I know at the party. <laughs> I don't, you know, whatever. Yeah. It. So, I'm not that guy. I'm not. I don't press the flesh and right. do all that. That is so. And I think, I don't know. It had to be part of God's design to raise up a person like me that really wanted no part of it.
0: Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) It wasn't like, you know, I I don't see
2: myself knocking
1: down doors, trying to, you know, I don't, you know,
2: next week I'll be at the pump room down at the Holiday Inn. uh, (laughs) No, I just, I'm incredibly unself promoting Hmm. to a fault. Uh, I probably think way, I do think less of myself than I should probably. Hmm. Mm. Uh, I devalue myself. We've, Gary and I have talked about that, about some of my shortcomings and, and some of my insecurities and where they come from and, you know, my childhood and mm-hmm. all that stuff, the mm. baggage that I've hauled around mm-hmm. all my life. But I look back on that and it's almost like a blessing from God that he raised me up to do what I do mm. because it's not something I would choose. Right. Right. Cause, so cause, that, that's yeah, what, that's that, what keeps me from getting uh, a big head. I love that. Because I don't
0: think I should even be doing it.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's
0: like some people in your position, cause you know, all three of us have been around influential leaders. Um, I mean, heads of major denominations, yeah. TV producers, oh. Christian artists, you know, and you can take one or two routes with this thing. Uh, your, your wounds from your past, you you lost your parents, yeah. uh, and you become famous, uh, you can get a big head and full of arrogance and mm-hmm. nobody can touch me. And you start snapping at your staff. And, you know, like the, I heard one guy say that the pastor of this megachurch said, man, every time I could leave his office, it's like, they have to scrape me off the walls. You know, just like, I'm just he just blows me away. You wow. know, just pieces of me all over the place. Just, just You know, just like, and but to the public, these guys are like, you know, mega church leader or well-known christian author multi you know dove winning award or whatever i'm saying here <laughs> uh, but then you know in their personal life it's just it's just falling apart you know mm-hmm. they you know Ask their wife who that who's who really is that person you mm-hmm. know and so man there's a lot of hurting pastors out there yeah. you know i've spoken to i think about 150,000 pastors over the last decade in 115 countries and you know just I was in Poland, and mm-hmm. I asked the guy, I said, do you guys deal with, it? we were ta- talking about a particular issue along this line, goes, "Do mm-hmm. you guys deal with this in Poland? Young pastor, he, he laughed at me, and goes, he goes, uh, Mr. Wilkerson, the flesh is the flesh. Wow. There's no American flesh and Polish well, flesh. Well, it's, it's, yeah. it's just the flesh. It's flesh. Yeah. You know, and so, uh, it, this is an international problem. Mm-hmm. Of, and unfortunately, some people that get acclaim and honor, prestige, recognition, uh, having those wounds with that uh, they've not dealt with, just set them up for a fall, and we see that yeah. every generation, every decade, we see a whole new crop. You know, I can name them all back from my time with the Jimmy Swaggerts. Sure, yeah, we can uh, name the most recent ones right more, now. We won't, but yeah, I mean, no, we, can. we don't have to. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, but, uh, yeah. The, and you know, hopefully, we could do something about that.
1: Well, I think it's interesting, uh, and I know in our conversations, I think all three of us have that same tendency. We're all introverts, yeah, but we're also all very much uh, our own worst enemies. Yeah, like my insecurities, like oh. oh, I could sit there and tell you, you know, left and right, and yeah. it was interesting because I got a taste of being known, and my wounding is not being known, not being seen, not being valued, mm. you know, being overlooked mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, and I got a taste of it um, probably a year and a half ago, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of nice. This is not bad at all. And then about thirty minutes into it, I'm like, oh crud like yeah. no uh-uh because i could feel my flesh just being pulled into you know this and and you know relentless self-promotion and you know yeah. all i was gonna, like nope you know and, and my wife and i were talking about this the other day going we're gonna be faithful to where god's called us and if that ends tomorrow
0: it ends tomorrow yeah you this know, uh, this, fe- this thing that you felt fed like a need in you it did and yeah and, and, and you recognize the danger of it and said, but that, you know, it's interesting how the like, like something could happen now. So, so somebody could criticize a, a, a pastor or a mm-hmm. Christian leader and, and they get really affronted by that. They're really, really, you know, extremely more upset at the criticism than they should. Should you, be the way that, sure. you know, that always goes back to I think what you were talking about in episodes in the past we've been talking about of. You know, with these normal pathways of having the, the brain mm-hmm. having this highway that mm-hmm. can be redeemed and yep. holy and, but you still have the memories of those old dirt roads in oh, your yeah. life and and sometimes they're like triggers it's like mm-hmm. that disrespect so somebody sent me an email and they're like your last sermon was
2: full blah, blah, of blah. uh yeah. you
0: know uh, errors error, errors and heresy and it's just like i don't you know i think that was a pretty sound sermon yep. instead of doing that you go like I can't believe they said that,
1: you know. Oh, what was my, my, everything I'm doing is pointless. And yeah, yeah, I, got a, yeah. I got a negative review on my book the other day. same to, thing. It's it goes just, back to yeah. your history,
0: yeah. right? It's not just Absolutely. the current thing,
1: right? No, for like, for me, like, I, I got a negative review on my book the other day, and I'm in the midst of writing another one. And I walked out of my office, and I told my wife, like, what's the point?
2: Why yeah. do another am I doing? book? Oh, this
1: is so stupid. And and she looked at me, and she goes, are you serious? Yeah. Like the whole, you know, she's Wait, the Holy Spirit of uh, my life. <laughs> she goes, it's not about, who cares what people think? This is, yeah. you're doing it for, you know, and so it goes back to having people in our lives too, that can speak that. And to this end of, of emotionally healthy leaders, like if we don't have anybody speaking into us yeah. that can like smack us over the head yeah, and speak that truth, uh, that's a dangerous place to so, be. Yeah. You know, and um, I, I don't know about you. I always heard Matthew 22, 36 through 40, the great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. I always read that as okay. <clears throat> one God, two others, Uh, Whenever I get to it. Self. Down there. Number 100 or 1,000 or whatever. And I was reading into the Hebrew and the the Greek, not the Hebrew, but the Greek of that. And the word second is like it is "homoios," which means set alongside or equal to. Mm. And so if you read this, it's we have to have a right relationship with God, a right relationship with others, and a right relationship with ourselves equally. Right. And in that is the exemplification of the triune. God. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I, you know, to have this conversation around how we care for ourselves as as leaders, how the leaders should be caring for themselves, yeah. how how would we, what would you want to say in 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 lieu of a right understanding of this passage,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where we're not, you know, dying to the self to the point of <laughs> false humility, right. which is actually pride,
0: right.
1: you know, of having this right. Really, I look at it as a tire going down the road. Like you don't know, you don't notice your tire until it's flat. Right. It's doing what it's supposed to be doing. It's perfectly balanced. Yeah. And so this idea of love God, sell, right relationship with God, right relationship with others, mm-hmm. right relationship with ourselves is kind of like this perfectly balanced tire. Yeah. But if we don't have a right relationship with ourselves, my question is, can we have a right relationship with God? Isn't mm-hmm. the way we should? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm posing That's this question, good. I don't. You know, there's, a,
0: there's two types of Christian leaders when it comes to this context, I believe. The one is is living, kind of an imposter life. They
2: hmm.
0: the, um they think it's God first, and and then, you know, and, and as you're saying, self is last, and they feel that. But in a sense, the 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 imposter is that self is first. You know, they yeah. they really they live for themselves. They live for their dreams, for their aspirations, for their hopes. Uh, people are used. They they use people to get their goals met. And so there's that type of person, and the other one is exactly what you're talking about. I believe is the person who's really has an honest heart before God, wants to walk in the Spirit, uh, and yet feels, for various reasons, and I think there's several of them, they th- they feel like, okay, that you know, I, I can't take care of myself. I can't take time for myself. I can't take a vacation. I've, you know, I've got to do that, and just it 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 really wrecks the soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, there's a guy named. Um, <laughs> Uh, He's dead now, so I can mention his name, but (laughs) uh, he was uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, theologian, uh, A.W. Pink, uh, one of the best scholars I've ever read on, uh, as I've said before, I'd like to study the attributes of God. Uh, very few people can touch him a w Tozer uh, can can he did can a the close yeah but but pinks is you. amazing but i read uh, uh, there's not much on the life of pink but there's this one little introduction to one of his books uh, one of his pastor friends wrote the introduction to his books after he had passed away mm. and it was really sad because he said the guy he went through like 13 churches uh, mm. they they had to keep asking him to leave because he just locked himself in his in his study and wrote like heady knowledge things but had no relationships with people he didn't mm. he didn't have an empathetic heart he didn't mm. have he was, there was no vulnerability in his preaching it was all just you know core right. doctrine and stuff like that and, and it kind of you know it's like it was one of those stories it was like uh oh you know because i could find myself in that place like i could find myself in the scholar's library and spend oh, and the you rest like of my that. life there yeah, yeah i love it yeah he it was, loves diving in and yeah. but, writing and but it, but it was and one reading. of those uh, you know, it was one of those awakenings again. Yeah. So it's okay. Like that's that's the Lord warning me. I, you know, that's that's a prophetic word. You know, that I could become like that. I could. You know, it's like mm. the Ebenezer Scrooge. You know, it could end yeah. that way, or you could, you know, get Timothy to get the little turkey, and you know, so so reach out to people and and be vulnerable because it's it's you know, as we're talking about vulnerability, it's it's hard to be vulnerable. Um, you know, you you can easily get hurt in a mm-hmm. Christian leadership uh, in the pastoral role. I, uh, my story is I've always been. Ex- you know, I've been vulnerable. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy mm-hmm. using story to right. show a, a truth of the scripture. And I also found I used to travel with my father, who was a well-known preacher. And these these pastors' conferences we go to, they would always say, um, he always gives us the you know the the model of what we should do. Mm. And you've helped us. Kind of realized, you know, we make the same mistakes you make, no, yeah. and you're honest about it. And so that that was everywhere we went. That's that, that was kind of the way we were labeled and stuff. So I, you know, I appreciated being vulnerable. But uh, in a local church, I started sharing a story about my uh, one of my sons who uh, started off smoking pot and then drinking a lot and got arrested for selling and uh, ended up using heroin you know, yeah. as a kid living on the streets. And that, as that was happening, I would ask my church to pray for me. And I was kind of saddened by mm-hmm. it. It so was like I wasn't trying to be vulnerable or trying to show a point. Just I was a man who needed somebody this is to pray life. for him. You some help. Yeah. yeah. And and I'd say about you know three fourths of the church were like we're going to pray for you. We're supporting you. But probably a fourth of them said uh, we're going to leave the church. We you know we don't think you're uh, you don't meet the qualifications of a pastor because your children, even though he wasn't living at our home at the time, the uh, children
1: who's an adult.
0: Yeah, exactly. it's like it's he's on his own. Yeah. He, uh, responsibility now, but you know they left the church. They sent out emails to others and you know, tried to get the try to make a movement to sure. get everybody. To, you know, to to call in horrible hate letters, just like wow. you know. Mm-hmm. And and I understand it. What that has nothing to do, even with what I said about my son. Yeah. And so it was about two or three years where I said, okay, I'm not. I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to risk mm-hmm. uh, saying things. I'm going to be protected. I'll use stories from 20 years ago when right. uh, I used to be angry when I was, you know, not 30 current. years old. Yeah. How? So let me
1: d- dive into that for a minute. How? How have you have you bounced back? Yeah. Which I, I think I know the answer to that question, but h- how? Like, how did you, how have you not let that become your narrative?
0: Uh, I, I went to a couple friends, Matt and Deanne were one of them, uh, a friend of mine in the East Coast, a uh, former pastor of mine who helps other pastors, I called him and he said, "Let's." Uh, he flew out like okay. two days later. Nice. Uh, when I was at the worst of my hurting and said, I'm gonna spend a week with you. And uh, he helped me see, he said, Gary, you believe in the doctrine of total depravity of man? You believe man are born in sin and mm-hmm. have a sin in nature? you believe that in your head but not in your heart. You mm-hmm. think everybody's good and nobody will hurt you and nobody mm. has a and so you don't set any boundaries. Mm. And so again like we talked about in our last episode mm-hmm. is our suffering mm-hmm. actually becomes a strengthening point, right? You know, our our pain becomes mm-hmm. our beauty as I, you've you've mentioned that to me. Mm-hmm. Our pain becomes, you know, it's almost like why do I mean this pain? Well, that's going to you, know, you, you know, you look at the place where Satan attacks you and you're going to find out where your your glory is, your beauty right. is and stuff. Right. And so so my vulnerability was one of my strengths, uh, and the enemy tried to destroy that. Uh, but but I learned not to. But I also then at the same time was able to okay, I gotta set better boundaries. Wisdom. The yeah, wisdom. The the pulpit is not a confessional. Mm. It's not a place to unload your pain and you, you gotta find another place to get the healing yeah. and the camaraderie of brothers in Christ and mm. then go yeah out from there. Mm. Does that make sense?
1: It does. And and I think, you know, to, to the both of you then. Like, what were the steps? I think as a pastor is listening to this or leaders listening to this, a kingdom leader, whoever, whoever, is listening to this right now is going, this is all really, really great conversation, guys, you know, really, but practically,
2: yeah, how do I apply this? How time? do I apply this? How do yeah.
1: I get to a place of swallowing my pride and asking, what does asking for help look like? I mean, I've never done that, you know, so I can share some stories. I'd love to hear from you too, as well. Like what? What was the? You said you know ninety four was cancer, and then, you know, like what was it for you that said okay, you know, enough's enough. It's time to ask for help, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do it.
2: I mean, I know, for you know, we were talking about how do you keep from getting a big head when people come up to you and Mm -hmm. blah blah blah. And I used to get this isn't really answering your question, but it's making me think of something that I'm (laughs) gonna if I don't say it, I won't remember. Uh, You know, oh shiny, you know, (laughs) that OCD guy all the way. But uh, I was thinking about some of the stuff that has happened in my life and how I've dealt with those things. Like when, you know, growing up as a young teenager, I mean, I I had people saying, you're like the greatest singer I've ever heard. Mm. Things like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. They've heard a lot of singers. (laughs) And and they think I'm the greatest. How does that not get in there and Mm -hmm. and mess with you a little bit? But I just, you know, I decided – a lot of years ago because i would hear other artists go oh you know it's the lord pearl you know hey no 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 it's all him yeah. you know and i went wow what a crock <laughs> these people are just yeah. blowing smoke out their nose mm-hmm. you know and i thought i don't want to i don't want to be that so what's the honest answer to that how do I come back right. to that when somebody says, "Man, you you got such a great voice. You are just awesome. I can't believe you know. I heard you three years ago. My wife and I, blah. You know, Guy mm-hmm. married. Did your song was played at the. You know, all these accolades, yeah, all sure. these things. And you know what I say to them? I say thank you. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's Not. It. Yeah, it's him. Of course, it's him. Right,
0: but it's like that's so goofy to me when people do that. Sure. It's so it's. When not that, genuine. Yeah, when that person last week said, you, you sing better even than Matthew Ward, I said, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that happens <laughs> yeah, yeah. him all the all time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, which is the total opposite. I can't sing a lick. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's, he's really not a – I can't <laughs> preach much either. Yeah, but. and that's a good way to – I think you yeah. hit that mm-hmm. right on the head. yeah so
1: it's having a right understanding and the right response.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, thanks. Mm-hmm. What's your what's your uh, response to your own question?
2: I, Yeah, I think – since I can't answer No, that no, I'm
1: no, coming no. back to you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, You're no. not getting off that easy. <laughs> I, I, I really think it's having a right understanding of who we are in, 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 in line of who Christ is. Hmm. And when it doesn't line up, we can't fix it on our own. Um, but I also think I, I ask myself the question, who who do I want to be? for my kids? And who do I want to be for my wife? Okay. And if it's this person that's got it all together, you know, I want my kids to see me struggle and then f- watch me figure, figure it, it, out. it out. You know, I want my kids to see me fail and, and then come back and apologize. You know, so I, I think it's, it start for me, at least it starts with those that are closest around me. And I've not done this perfectly by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, I'm like, I don't need really to go to counseling. I'm a, I'm a therapist. I can figure it out. But then I'm like, but my thirteen-year-old's watching, and she knows that I'm struggling right now, and so I want her to see me.
2: How do I deal with reach it? Reach
1: out to there somebody you else, yeah. you know, and ask for help. And so it's kind of the, how I've I've lived in the last probably thirteen, fourteen years. Before that, it was I would hit rock bottom. <laughs> And go. Oh, I probably should go get some help. Get
2: some help now. Yeah, before
1: I, you know, and so that wasn't very healthy, you know. And so and it think, takes
2: much longer to get back on the does. other side of the rail. You yeah,
1: know? absolutely. So that's how it answered. Yeah, well, you know? that's good. And because yeah. you know, when, when we understand that we most of the learning that we do is by watching others, and I'm realizing I've got a 13, 8, and nine month old at home. Like, okay, there's a lot of eyes on me.
0: Yeah, you motiv- can, know, can be motivating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So your question was it, what do you do when— What what are some practical steps, you to, know, are, as a, uh, To get your own yeah, support, personal help. care, support, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, well, I think seeing your kids, I think that's, that's so wonderful. And what you're saying, too, is just be truthful to people and right. accept mm-hmm. the fact that you have some gifts and talents. And for me, I, I think it would be to, to say to find somebody, you know, um, <clears throat> my fr- friend, Pastor Tim Delino from New York, uh, we we talk about this all the time. We, sometimes we'll wave and go, like, you know, you got your five. Yeah. And basically, you know, Tim told me one time, he said, uh, without thinking, as fast as you can, name five people in your life that mm. n- know you deeply, like they know all your junk. And I, and I went, one two three one. And he goes, okay, now it can't be your wife and kids. Oh. And I went, okay, not t- I got four kids and a wife, so uh, <laughs> Matt. And I was like, I had one person in my life. Yeah. And so that's probably been a decade or more or so ago. So uh, there was, there's been a aggressive work in my life okay you know now i probably got 10 or 15 which is people in my life which huge. is huge yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, but they're not necessarily people that i or co-work with or as a pastor they're not necessarily elders in my church sure. i think there's a certain amount of openness that that team of elders needs to have with one another yeah. mm-hmm. but i think if you're dealing with issues i i probably would recommend you take it outside the church that's to, you know what i've noticed that The the
2: times that I've had some of the biggest struggles for Mm -hmm. me and some of the people I've taken those things to are not people that I think of as peers in the sense that we do the same thing or that we're on the same level. I mean I've got a friend who's used to be a mayor and he's a contractor, Mm -hmm. right? Great guy, super smart. I'll go talk to him. Dude, what do you think about this? Because I'm not – and he'll just – bradloff things that I wouldn't have thought of yeah yeah. you know so you get out of the typical I think when we when if I just went to another Christian artist you know or even a pastor Mm -hmm. I would be looking for the answer that I hope they would give me Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's true
1: and a lot of a lot of us do that right yeah
2: instead of looking for maybe a resolve to something that I wasn't or truth or truth, even yeah. maybe truth, a little. I, yeah, know, I'm, yeah. not really, I'm not into truth that much, but um, I guess it has its place. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, no. no, but absolutely, yeah. So I, I think when you get outside your box, yes. I think that's when you're going to get input that has not nothing to do with what you think the person should be telling you. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and that's why I'm going to shameless plug here for a second. But that's why I'm so passionate about what we're doing at you know My Hope and My Hope Global with yeah. with the counseling network. You know, absolutely. because I think a lot of a lot of pastors are going to go. That's great. Yeah. Outside my box. Yep. I don't know who to call
2: Mm -hmm. or
1: who I can trust to call. Because I always say the best thing you can do if you don't have anybody, if you don't have those five, the best thing you do is hire a paid friend, which would be a counselor. Right. But you want to find somebody that's like is, you know, at least is in the same direction as you. Whether faith-wise or that kind of stuff. So, you know, the... Um, the my hope counseling network is yeah. a great way to start with that yeah, it's it just to reach yeah. out and find a christian counselor that you could at least interview and i always tell people that they're looking for counseling give yourself some grace and it's probably the third counselor that you'll find uh, you know you'll call 3 you might meet with 2 of them and go eh it's the third one usually that sticks yeah. so to mm-hmm. so don't don't throw throw the towel yeah, after the first the, one yeah. but but right, I mean, because I don't, I, I'm challenged by your statement of f- five people. I don't know mm. if I have that
0: right yeah. now. You know,
2: I, I probably have like you can go that quick? Like, like One, three, two, three, four, five. You know, yeah. right. So yeah. I think, that's, that's, yeah, that's, it's, that's yeah, because
0: a lot of them are, you know, are, in our field, or we'd be coworkers. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, you know, you, you with you Mayfield Clinics before you, uh, you know, you had a large staff and. Yep. You know, those probably aren't necessarily people you would go yep. and and tell your deepest, darkest secrets to. Nope. Um, yep. But there has to be some place to it. And yeah, and I think you're right at my hope having a, a, a setup for that. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're doing some pastors' conferences as well that mm-hmm. people can come to. They're going to be all across the country this year, mm-hmm. 2022. And so, and we're going to deal with some of these issues. It um, yeah. would be speak to speak to some of the deeper issues of the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, there's some hope there. But even that, like, um, I know personally, like, you and I have been talking about this. Um, you know, I get a little frustrated, you know, it could be anywhere from a hundred to a thousand pastors, sometimes even more at an event, but it's, it's, it's more they're listening to a lecture mm-hmm. and, you yeah. know, sometimes you get a hallway conversation or prayer over lunch, but, uh, you know, so we're, we're praying together about maybe doing some small retreats, mm-hmm. uh, just get three or four couples together yeah. and have, have a, you know, an intensive day or two with them, uh, you know, because I think we have to, some of these issues that we're talking about today, <clears throat> where we're going to be vulnerable or these these wounds of our heart need need to be need to they need to be you know brought to light and, mm-hmm. and and healed and then God you know it's it's and it's not just getting rid of the problems of the past it's creating the future that God for has sure. for you.
1: Well, and this is where I would ask practically you know for a pastor or a leader that's listening is pull out a journal and ask yourself this question how am I doing? Mm-hmm. And then write for a while and then ask the question again how am I doing really? <laughs> Yeah, and then continue to write because I think we'll 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 lie to ourselves. I'm doing you know yeah, the bad. right answer you know, and this is a journal that nobody else is going to look at, maybe except for your counselor, you know. But it's it's really asking yourself how, how's my soul, how's my heart, how's my mind, you know, how are my intentions, how are you know my uh, desires, you know, and and then after you do that, go how's my wife's heart, yeah, or my husband's heart, how is my how are my children's hearts and minds and souls you know and that's i think really where we 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 pour into i know a lot of those of us that are you know in the i mean the, you know there's the similarities i think and we could talk about with you know being in leadership to you know being on on the stage and and pastor all that kind of stuff is uh we we pour there's a there's the temptation or the distraction of pouring so much into those that are coming to see us versus our own families right you know and and so um what is you know so asking pastors and leaders to really take a take stock of those things now, mm-hmm. when we have teenagers, we can't control everything that they do. No. We can't when they're adults, we can't, you know,
2: responsible to them but not but,
1: for them exactly. Yeah. You know, and and so, but that's going to I think open up a lot. Um, that could be overwhelming. That's why it's good to have a spiritual direct. I love yeah. the idea that you've got a pastor that you can call and mm-hmm. yeah. fly out two yeah. days later to take care of you. Yeah. Think, yeah, that's that's awesome. awesome.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's. I think it's rare, but it needs to be more, you know, it's like uh, I think denominations could learn from that to say, oh, let, let's have some men and women on our staff that are available to these crisis times.
1: Or not even over on – not even on staff, maybe having an organization that can say, hey, well, even you, know, yeah. you know, we're not there for the day-to-day. We couldn't pay enough staff to – c- But we're going to – when yeah. something happens, we'll, we'll come in and yeah. be with you. Yeah. So there's that uh, safety. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's right. I mean, well, that's, like, it's
0: a question for you guys. Um, would it be similar in your field if you go to a uh, conference with other therapists or you go to a music conference, do they sit around a table – and t- tend to talk like pastors do, like my church grew from 200 to 400. Uh, yeah, our, our, our uh, income's up this year. I added three new staff members. Or is it in a different world? They Do they say, yeah, my soul's hurting? Yeah. No.
1: It, when I go to conferences with other therapists, it's like, oh, tell me about your group practice. How many clients do you see a month? Okay, so it's the same you know, thing. And, and, uh, versus, you know, tell me about a great story of, of change and transformation that you saw this week. Or you know, it is. It's and I think that's just human nature. You yeah. Know? Well, I did 1.5 million this year. Did you right. do that? And like yeah. you know, I think really in the grant, who cares? I, but I
2: I think for me it it's in that circle of artists. It I think it depends on what they've been through mm. and how long they've been doing it. Yeah, that makes sense. Is <laughs> totally changes the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I won't have I won't have the same conversation with a guy that's been doing it for two years, young guy, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe he's leading worship at his church or he's starting, you know, like he's starting to get a, a, a record, record deal or, or, or yeah. you know, he's starting to, you know, I won't have the same conversations with him as I'll have with Phil Kagey or Randy Stonehill mm-hmm. or Paul Clark or Nancy Honeytree or any of these people that have been doing it for 50 years. <coughs> We're going to have different conversations. Those yeah. conversations are usually more heart conversations. Sure. And the younger ones are the more, how do I do and get better and Mm -hmm. and I reach this many people or that concert sucked because of this. I don't talk that way with these other artists. It's all about what's God – what is Hmm. God doing? That makes sense, But
0: but those deeper conversations you're having with those people that have that rich history with God. Oh, yeah. And they've dealt with it. And and they've they've all been through. Oh, yeah. That's different than – because I think you've met other people and I met them in the pastoral care. They're, they're 50, 60 years old and they feel like an utter failure because they didn't get that record contract or okay. they didn't get the big mm-hmm. mega church was never accomplished. The book contract fell through. They never wrote the best you know, Christian sure. uh, self-help books. And so, you know, uh, so they go. There's two trajectories. One is like all my pain and sorrow has, and suffering has been for the glory of God. And I've learned from that and I've grown. And all my victories are to the glory of God. Where right. the other ones, like, they live for these, the the, that, the idol of fame and success. Yeah. Didn't get it. And now they're miserable. They're, or, yeah. yeah, they're no, empty. No, I mean, I, I, can,
2: I can think. I'm not going to name them. But he, it's a guy I know. And he's been doing it forever. And uh, he's never really had the the accolades that I think he probably should have had. I mean, he's a great, great singer. Uh, you know, he's a decent artist. And, you know, he. Puts it out there pretty well, uh, but you know, I remember one day I was in the studio working with him on something for somebody else, and he goes, "Well, you know, Matt, I'm just God's best kept secret, apparently." You know, and I thought, "Wow, what a weird
1: Ooh, some bitterness there." Yeah, some, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, and
2: I thought, "Boy, I don't want to, I don't want to be that yeah. ever." Yeah, I want to be what if I want to be sh- I want to be silent if that's what God wants me to be, and I want to speak up if that's mm-hmm. what He wants me to do. Yeah, yeah. And it's I think been... the key is obedience at every turn.
1: Right. Yeah, and and having a right – like you said, having a right understanding. Yeah.
2: It has nothing to do with what I think is best for my career right now. It's what does God think is best for me right Mm -hmm. now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's huge.
2: And and my wife and I have walked through seasons like that where Mm -hmm. it would just totally seemed illogical. Walked away from a record deal with a company and they wanted me to do another record like how I was supposed to do and like I'd been doing. Mm -hmm. It's kind of rock stuff. And I just gone through cancer, and I felt the Lord told me you need to speak to this. Mm-hmm. And I did an album that's been, and the record company didn't want me to do it, and so I left the company, mm-hmm. and my wife and I sold that record out of our house, mm-hmm. and because we were obedient, I felt like because we, I mean, we mortgaged our house to pay for it. I mm-hmm. mean, all this stuff went out on a limb, mm-hmm. and it was probably my one of my, I think probably my biggest selling project. That's awesome because God was in it. He goes mm-hmm. do this, and I went. Okay. Was I scared? Yeah. yeah. Was it was it stepping out of the out of the boat to walk a little bit on the water? Absolutely was. But once I realized, oh, it's just wet. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that gave me the strength and the faith to keep going. I didn't sink like Peter did, but uh thought about it a few times. <laughs> but it was interesting. I'm just saying that because yeah, like a that. lot of times we don't we think we have the answers to how we're supposed to proceed. Mm-hmm. God just laughs at us. I think one. Well,
1: I'm sure you probably had good people speaking in Oh, yeah. Listening, speaking in, right?
2: And what this – like I said, what the record Cody was saying was probably not – it was correct. It was logical from a business standpoint. Yeah, not from a heart. But not not from God's business Mm -hmm. standpoint. Hmm. He wanted me to totally unplug and do this whole other thing. And I went, wow, really? (laughs) So I I did it and it was – I love
0: that. As you it's say amazing. that, you know, as you say that, I don't know if, you know, there's cameras over here. I don't think, see, you know, you're tearing up. You're, yeah. you're getting, you're, there's emotion behind what you're saying, which shows to me, not all, not all tears are signs of depth, but yours are. Mm-hmm. And it shows, you know, that shows me like something exciting. As we talk about kingdom leaders, you can be fruitful yeah. and have a dynamic ministry that touches thousands and thousands of life and yet still go deep and still right. be mm-hmm. healed and still be whole and still be vibrant and still be alive. And at our age, this young whippersnapper here, we, we yeah. need to speak into his <laughs> life for the next few years. Uh, but at our age, we get to be uh, a true—you know—I'm calling it a true elder, not not in the sense of you've been assigned this office at a mm. church, right? And so you're helped with the budget and mm-hmm. with the building program. But but you've matured, you've grown, you've mm-hmm. developed, and now you have something to say. And and I think younger generation, I could be wrong, but l- are kind of looking for some people you know, out of those five friends you talk about, it'd be nice to have one of them that's 10, 15, 20 years older than you. Oh, yeah, oh, we, We're having a hard time yeah. finding anybody that's still alive at that <laughs> age. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, five, 10 years down the road, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think these are some things. Count- getting a counselor, mm-hmm. checking out My Hope for a lot of the resources that can mm-hmm. help, World Challenge at our ministry. We have some stuff for pastors as well. Uh, getting uh, you know, some friends in your life, uh, doing that journal thing. Yeah. And that's so important. Yeah. That's like, yeah. I do, I have like, you see me carrying all this stuff around. Is some of it's my work stuff, but most of it's my personal Person. work that I'm doing. Mm. I'm constantly, and it's not boast. It's just it's, it's it's what keeps me alive. It's mm. what keeps me fresh. It's, it's it's what I believe gives me a word from the Lord when I stand up to speak in front mm. of people. Mm. Is that that I've been in that secret closet, and you know? So some of this stuff we're talking about is external, like you can help me and this team can help me, but a lot of it is. You know, me in that secret closet alone with the Lord, just just pouring my heart out to him, mm-hmm. telling him everything I feel, my brokenness, my 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 pride, my my selfishness to the Lord, and this is this is who I am and you know this, and please please help me. And yeah. and, and well, that back, does
1: a deep work in us. Well, it goes back to everything we talked about in the first two episodes too, that we're telling him we're talking about other people, but you know, apply that to themselves, you know. Yeah. And yeah. it's yeah. you know, and I think that what I've been hearing with both of you is having that right understanding that we're not the one that sustains these things. It's the Lord that sustains yeah. them, and or doesn't. And it's not us to keep them going. And you know, and I think that a lot of the the tra- traps and the lies is that we have to be bigger, better, faster, stronger, versus yeah. really diving into the heart and the soul.
0: Yeah. Um, and you know. know the difference, don't you? You, you know the difference when you, you know, one person could walk up right after the next, and the first person could be. Well, this actually happened to me. I'll tell you. Uh, I was in South America, and a guy, beautiful, you know, uh, suit on, and uh, dark sunglasses, and an entourage walking up the stage. And he reaches out his hand and says, "I'm the pastor of the I'm the pastor of the largest church in the city," and I said, "Do you have a name?" And he's like, because I I want to know you, not right. not your accolades. And then I was having lunch, and there was this, uh, you know, all the important pastors down here. And there was this one pastor, and he had this kind of old, frayed thing. Mm-hmm. And nobody was talking to him. And he was—he looked like he was sort of an outcast. And I said, "Are, are you? Are, you, are you, Well, I'm embarrassed to say. It. The first thing I asked him was like, "Are you? Are you? Do you help one of the? Uh, are you a driver for one yeah. of these guys? Because some some of them had their drivers with uh-huh. them. And he goes, "No, I'm a pastor. And I said, "Well, where do you pastor? He goes, "Well, I I help lead other churches. And I said, "Oh, how many churches? And he goes, uh, 13,000. And like, excuse me, I a thirteen thousand. Know, I said, how many people is that? It's, it's close to one point five million. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the wow. bishop overseeing these people. A humble, elderly man who just was gentle as could be. Who do you think I want to spend time with? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, like who yeah. do I want to grow with, under? Who do yeah. I want to become like when I grow up? You mm-hmm. know, uh, you know. It's and unfortunately, uh, I think a lot of kingdom leaders. Uh, you know, we set our models of the fastest growing church. Uh, Okay, well, I'll, I'll get on all their podcasts and listen to all that stuff. And, and, and then therefore the soul care we're talking about today uh, doesn't become an agenda. It doesn't become, it's almost like, you know, uh, you know, Pastors who, you know, I I read this thing, I'm going to skip around here, but but like 80% of pastors are overweight. Mm. You know, and so I was like, oh my goodness. It's like, we're not caring for our bodies. We're not caring for our minds. We're not caring for our soul. We're not caring for our family. We're only caring for this one idol in our life of a big kingdom, building our own kingdom and ministry. And that's got to be, that's got to be crushed. We we either crush it ourselves or the Holy Spirit will come and crush us in kindness. You know, and that's one of the kindest things the Lord ever did to me was, Bring my kingdom down uh, to where I was like in the ashes and just say, okay, God, you rebuild my life the way you want it to be.
1: Yeah, I love that. Well, as we finish up, I just want to, you know, uh, you want to just share how people can get a hold of you at your website. um, Yeah. And then we'll talk about my hope and, you know, getting a hold of you as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. First of all, I'd say I think it's been a unique uh, three episodes we've had together here. Um, and we're going to share some of these resources. Some on my podcast, the Gary Wilson podcast. Some will be available on my hope, and you're going to be putting it on your Facebook as well, the yeah, Matthew Ward yeah, Facebook. Probably my website too. And mm-hmm. your website as well. So, so we're kind of sharing this resource, and yeah. it might be packaged for each of our ministries in different ways. So this is a very unique yeah. setting. But secondly, I'd say what's unique about this is as we're talking somewhat about kingdom leaders, uh, you've helped me develop this desire from my heart uh, to see a renovation of the heart of kingdom mm-hmm. leaders, and it's interesting because. We're all three in in the kingdom, mm-hmm. and we're all three leaders, but in different aspects of it, probably could put a businessman, although I think you're a businessman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could put a businessman at the table and have somewhat of the all four corners of of ministry leadership at the table here. So I think it's been unique to take mm-hmm. and surprising for me as well, just I think I was so surprised at your guys' answers that at your conferences, you would get the same results. I thought that was just pastors, uh, but again, the flesh is the flesh. <laughs> and so, anyway, long answer for the question of getting a hold of us uh, 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 worldchallenge.org is our website and our podcasts are mostly found on YouTube, I think, but on our, our website, you can find them as well, the Gary Wilkerson podcast. And again, we're doing this new uh, emphasis, this new series. I hope we join in this kind of venue again together, yeah. hopefully mm-hmm. real soon and Absolutely. real often uh, in the idea of uh, the renovation of the heart for kingdom leaders.
2: Yeah, for me, uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I have a website, matthewward.com. <laughs> Had it forever. So there'll be things on that. And also I have like three or four different Facebook accounts, but pick one. And uh, I've got my fan one. You know, nice. that's that's one I usually visit more. Uh, so – and I'm not even sure how to access that. Just look me up, nice. Matthew Find Ward, yep. Facebook guy. And, uh, and you can
0: still get your um, your albums and stuff mm-hmm. on, um, on I, my iTunes or on your website. I'm, and, I'm mostly on iTunes. Most okay. of them is all digital downloads yeah. now. Yeah. But it's kind of fun when you get – sent the resource from sometimes, you know, people can get some of my books yeah. on uh, Amazon or other mm-hmm. sources. But when they write World Challenge and say, can you please send me Gary's book about God's favor? I was like, right. I always feel good about that. Oh, so that's yeah, good. It's, yeah, It's, it's fun to, to reach out. Get, grab some of your albums. Uh, yep. you know, yeah, can, absolutely. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. And then check out myhopeglobal.com uh, to get resource to counselors, uh, Christian counselors. And we're excited about that. And then if you want to know more information about me, just go to drmayfield.com and, uh, or drmayfield.com. Dr. drmayfield.com uh, and uh, check out uh, the resources there as well.
0: Well, it's been great to be with you guys. Thanks. Uh has been three brilliant episodes. I, I think these are some of my favorite uh, talks we've had together and um, t- talked on some deep issues. If you missed any of the episodes, I want to encourage you to go back and uh, catch all three of these because uh, – uh, I think they have some synergy to them that would yeah. be important. So, um, and uh, Dr. Mayfield, if you would uh, uh, come back and join us again, and Mr. Matt, yeah. I always love you being in the studio. Sure. Uh, check great. out uh, the one of uh, Matt's previous. Uh, talks we did um, where he was talking a lot about family and some of the crises. we talked about suffering here and then we, we uh, more recently we did a episode together in the Garrison podcast and it was really important really good work and uh, thank you for doing it so thanks for joining us God bless you guys have a wonderful day each week this podcast reaches thousands of listeners This critical work is made possible by the generous contributions of individuals like you who believe in World Challenge's mission. Thank you for listening and supporting World Challenge, transforming lives through the message and mission of Jesus Christ.